Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Jonathan Johnston. Uh, he's on the board of directors of overstock.com. And he's also the president of Medici Ventures. Jonathan, how are you today? I'm well, Richard. Thanks for having me on the show again. Yeah, yeah. I was glad to talk to you. Last time we talked about the uh, T zero initiative from Overstock. So to uh, you know, not to assume and to refresh listeners, tell me about um, what Overstock's doing in the uh, the crypto or blockchain world. So Overstock uh, first got into the crypto world back in January of uh, 2014 when. We began accepting Bitcoin as a currency. Uh, last year, we added another 40 to 50 cryptocurrencies that we accept. So Overstock, you know, is focused on its retail business, but allowing customers to pay with cryptocurrency. Shortly after Overstock started accepting Bitcoin, we got really enthused by the underlying uh, technology, the blockchain on which Bitcoin is built. Uh, and so... We set up a division, which is now a wholly owned uh, subsidiary called Medici Ventures, that uh, works to advance companies that are promoting blockchain technology. And we have 13 companies in the Medici Ventures portfolio. T0 is one of them, the one you mentioned uh, in the lead-in. T0 is really blockchain meets capital markets, trying to create a platform where secure tokens that are securities. Uh, can digitally trade 
uh, on the T0 platform and have the trade be the settlement. So there's no time in between when you pay for something and when you get the security or when you sell your security and you get the money. So what's happened with, with uh, T0? Is it, uh, are, there, are there equities trading using the T0 system or how far along is it right now? So the one uh, equity that trades on there is an Overstock Series A preferred share. It trades under the symbol OSTKP, P for preferred. Um, T0 is building out the system. It recently launched a a demo of a a new build out of the system. uh, And it expects sometime in the second quarter uh, to be prepared to have more securities trading on. What have you noticed? from the uh, preferred stock trading on the system. It seems like it's been doing it for a while. Any um, feedback from traders? The volume is low. Uh, you know, it was only a few shares that were issued. It was really done as a proof in production uh, to, to show that it worked. There is some trading, but it's not, it's not much. We think that with last year's boom in initial coin offerings uh, and with the SEC's comments that, you know, particularly Chairman Clayton's comments, that he thinks most... ICO should be securities, that there'll be a growing need for a security token platform. And that's what T0 is building and thinks it can fit, it can fill that need uh, when its platform's based on its alternative trading system, which, uh, you know, is registered, already registered with the... Well, what are the hurdles remaining so that other uh, stocks can start trading on the platform? Uh, there's a little bit of dev work left. Uh, there are uh, tokens need to sign up and, and, and trade on it. Uh, you know, I think with the, like I said, explosion of ICOs last year, uh, there'll be a need for that uh, in the coming months. So, you know, this is a, not if you build it, they will come. There's some aspect to that, but, you know, uh, ICOs have come and now they need something built to make it, uh, to make it so that they can trade if the SEC deems what issuers are calling utility tokens, if the, the SEC deems those uh, security tokens, they'll need a SEC-approved or sanctioned platform to trade on. That's what T0 is trying to put. Do you know of any tokens yet that have been approved by the SEC or that are going through the process to become a security token? Uh, only what I read in the paper. I know that uh, Kodak had a code of coin uh, that it was working on. I'm not sure of the status of that. I know about a year ago, a company called BCAP uh, issued a security token using the Reg D exemption, and I think those tokens will be ready to trade, uh, I think, in May of 2018. So, um, you know, that, that's one that's been issued, but it's not tradable given the, given the securities exemption it was issued under, but will be tradable shortly. Do you see that there's going to be a lot of candidates for the platform, or... Are tokens slow to register with the SEC, or are there, um, are there significant hurdles in doing so? Uh, so the answer is I think there will be a fair number of tokens, maybe not initially, but over time. Um, I know a lot of token issuers have been hesitant to issue security tokens in the past, and most have done it, uh, issued tokens calling them utility tokens. Whether they you know meet the defi- SEC's definition of a security, I guess, will be for those companies' lawyers and ultimately the SEC to decide. I do think that going forward, particularly once there's a platform to trade on, that more tokens will be issued as security tokens uh, as opposed to utility tokens. What about Bitcoin? 
any use? It appears to be designated a commodity, perhaps, from what I've read. Is there any use in uh, allowing it to trade on your platform? Uh, maybe eventually. Uh, today we're focused on, uh, well, T0 is focused on creating a platform for security tokens. Once that's up and running and feel like it's running well, uh, T0 may try and create another platform or work on that platform to allow Bitcoin and other uh, cryptocurrencies that are commodities or certainly not securities uh, to trade on it. But that's it's not in the current effort right now, to the best of my knowledge. Well, okay. Well, by virtue of trading uh, these tokens, what are people going to cash back out into? Into fiat? Will it essentially be a fiat gateway? Uh, can be. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the goal is to let people, just like when you buy and trade securities on the New York Stock, Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ, you're Putting money in and buying a security, this would be the, the same thing where you would you could use U.S. dollars or other fiat currency uh, to purchase security tokens uh, and then trade in and out. Okay, well, very good. Um, in terms of Medici Ventures, are you able to say what some of the companies under Medici are doing? Any exciting developments? Absolutely. Uh, yes, I can, and yes, there are lots of exciting developments. Uh, the one in our our, our mission statement is to advance and promote blockchain technology uh, with the aim of eliminating middlemen, democratizing capital, and rehumanizing commerce so that uh, the, the, the cost of middlemen is eliminated or at least significantly reduced and that you and I can, through trust technology, uh, have you know what's the equivalent of a digital handshake and do business without so many people in between us, and we think that that rehumanizes commerce. One of our one of our uh, more recent port companies to join the portfolio is a company called Votes V O A T Z, which is using the blockchain to do digital and remote voting in elections, uh, and it recently. Uh, its technology was used at the Michigan State Democratic Convention, uh, made that, that convention much more efficient, and people were able to vote uh, and with a secret ballot in a secure way, uh, able to uh, in confirm that their vote was counted as cast, uh, and it, it worked well. The vote's technology is also being used in a pilot uh, in two counties in West Virginia right now where they're doing the absentee remote voting for overseas military personnel uh, in the current uh, West Virginia congressional primaries. And if the pilot goes as planned, uh, West Virginia, I think, intends to roll that system out to all to the entire state, all counties in the state, for the general election uh, coming in November. And when you think about the ease of voting on a phone, uh, in a secure and secret way uh, from a remote location while serving in the military. We think it's a, a, a great example of blockchain technology in use and a great way to encourage more people, particularly those that are serving our country, uh, to participate easily in the election process. So we're very bullish on votes and what we think it can accomplish uh, over time. Next week, I'll be in Washington, D.C. with uh, the management of votes, and we're going to be doing a lunch and learn for it's being hosted by the Congressional Blockchain Caucus for members of Congress and their staff so that they can see how 
blockchain meets voting works. So that's one uh, one example. I can go on and give more, but I'll I'll pause there, Richard. Yeah, one quick question about votes. So how are um, voters vetted by the system? You know, do you have any details on the basics of how it works? Sure. You you have to be a registered voter, you know, in your county or precinct or state, whatever is appropriate for the local jurisdiction. Uh, you then, uh, either through using your driver's license or through biometrics, uh, prove who you are on a smartphone app, and the county or the state serves you up the ballot that's appropriate for you. Uh, you cast your vote. It's cryptographically encoded and sent in so that the county clerk or the secretary of state knows this is a vote from someone who's registered. It doesn't necessarily, it won't know your name, but it will know you're allowed to vote and that your vote should be counted, and then it includes it in the total. Uh, the voter who has the cryptographic key on it can, through his or her smartphone, then you know, log in and confirm that his or her vote was counted as cast. So uh, we think it's a great way to avoid to one, avoid election fraud, voter fraud. Two, to uh, make it easier to participate in elections without going and standing in line at the local elementary school or library. Uh, and three, uh, know that your vote is secure, secret, and counted as cast. Those are big deals. And how about uh, the tally? How fast would the results come in? Is it real time? Yeah, real time. Real time, yeah. It's, you know, you're not... You're not checking hanging chads with uh, the vote system. Interesting. Okay. Very good. When, um, I mean, what will be the dates of the primaries in West Virginia, and when will we know if um, the pilots are a success? But I think the primary, the actual primary is uh, May 23rd, I believe. I have to double check. Uh, but we'll know by the end of May if the pilot was successful. And, you know, I think everybody uh, is hopeful to roll it out. When I mean everybody, it's not just votes and Medici and other investors, it's it's the Secretary of State and you know those that are running elections. They absentee voting and particularly for overseas personnel has always been particularly a particular challenge to folks in the voting business. And so, you know, this is a is a great additive way uh to allow more to participate. So uh, I think we'll know, you know, late May, early June uh, if, the, if it's going to roll out on a statewide basis. That's great. Okay. And uh, maybe one or two other ventures. Sure. Uh, I'll highlight one down in uh, the Caribbean, a company called BIT, B-I-T-T, which is part of our uh, portfolio. Uh, BIT is really a, a money and banking meets blockchain play. In the Caribbean, 40% of the population is unbanked or underbanked. While cell phone penetration is about 104% or 140% exact number, but it's more than 100%. So people, you know, who have jobs, who have homes and addresses, who pay their utility bills, aren't able to get bank accounts. And when you think about why most of us use, how most of us use banks, it's for storing our money so that we don't have to keep it in a safe in our closet, and for access to digital cash. And those of us that have bank accounts, that's through debit cards or credit cards. Well, if you don't have a bank, you're not getting either of those features, but a digital wallet, which trades in cryptocurrency or can digitize government-issued fiat currency, 
let the holder of a digital wallet then store their cash digitally and be able to spend it digitally at merchants and other places that that accept the, the bit digital wallet. And so late last year, uh, Bit rolled out its wallet, something called M Money, uh, and it uh, it's being used uh, in Barbados. Uh, you can you can uh, go to ATMs and digitize your uh, Bayesian dollars into a digital money dollar that then can be spent at uh, the local convenience stores, gas stations, and other places. BID has also been working with uh, central banks and governments and has entered into two memoranda of understanding, one with the government of Montserrat and one with the Eastern Caribbean Central Bank, which is a a union of about eight different Caribbean uh, nations. And they are both Montserrat and the Eastern Caribbean Central Bank are doing pilot programs to issue some of their fiat currency digitally using BITS technology. Uh, We think this is important because, one, it'll save those governments printing charges, and, two, uh, it will begin to show the feasibility of digital currency on a larger level. And so uh, we love what BIT is doing. We think it's particularly uh, exciting uh, because it's going to give – you know, a large swath of uh, the population in Barbados and the greater Caribbean access to banking, a place to store and access digital currency without actually having to have a bank account. So I think there's some social good in it uh, and, that, you know, there's ability to improve lives and make a profit. And I guess uh, the citizens in these places are going to make the leap just like people did from instead of uh... – no phones to landlines, but straight to cellular, they'll make the leap from uh, probably mostly cash to uh, digital wallets, right? Well, that that's the aim, and that's we really think that is so. You know, it's hard for you and me to fathom, Richard, what it would be like to live without a bank account if you couldn't shop online, if you couldn't uh, pay your utility bills online, uh, if you couldn't write a check, mm, if you yeah. didn't have a Venmo account. Just think of all the time you would have to take off of work to do simple everyday tasks that are either automated through you through your bank account or done by a few keystrokes and a, a click of the mouse. And so uh, I do think it's a leapfrog technology that allows that parts of the world where there are you know big swaths of the population that are unbanked to jump into the 21st century. And just like people used to wonder how are we going to have enough copper and dig enough trenches to to make phones available on the subcontinent of India. Well, it turns out we didn't have to have that copper or dig those trenches because cell phone technology came along. Uh, As banks get more strict and make it more difficult for people in developing nations to participate in the 21st century banking economy, we think what BIT and some of our other portfolio companies are doing will leapfrog the banking technology and, and, uh, and give that service to people in those countries. What was the timeline for BIT's rollout in any particular country? So BIT uh, rolled it out, started the soft launch in December of 2017, hard launch in January. Uh, it's working on the pilots with these two government institutions I mentioned. I think the you know the rollout will probably emanate through the Caribbean and, and then to other places. You know, South America, 70% of the population is un or underbanked. In Africa, that you know approaches 90%. So there's a real need for this. Uh, I think it's just proving it in the sandbox uh, of the Caribbean, and then 
exporting it elsewhere. Okay. Well, very good. Maybe uh, one more example. Great. Of you're 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 kind of let me to let me uh, crow about the companies that I I think are so promising. We've uh, another recent company in the Medici Ventures portfolio is something is one called DeSoto Inc. Uh, Medici has partnered up uh, in a venture with Fernando DeSoto, who's a world-renowned Peruvian economist, uh, who in about 2000 wrote a book, The Mystery of Capital. Why capitalism succeeds in the West and fails everywhere else. And his premise, which he's proven out, is that unless you have good land titling so that you can prove ownership of property, capitalism doesn't work. So in country, you know, in a banana republic or elsewhere where a new generalissimo gets elected and can say, your property is not yours, but actually belongs to my first cousin, uh, you you can't prove property ownership, and so you don't improve the property. It's harder to sell the property. You can't borrow against the property. And almost every entrepreneur I know has leveraged their home through a mortgage or a second mortgage to start a business. Capitalism thrives when we have the ability to unleash dead capital, uh, like real estate. So what DeSoto Inc. is doing is it's taking property ledgers, which exist throughout the world, but usually in an extra legal, informal sense. They're not at the county recorder's office. They're kept by the local tribesmen or through the local co-op or the or the mining community. These ledgers exist in informal and maybe what you'd call extra legal sense, getting those ledgers put on the blockchain so that ownership can be more easily proved. You know, in many countries, if you want to try and take that informal ledger and make it formal on the government registry, it will take years of bureaucracy and mountains of bribes. Uh, that's why capitalism has not worked as well in developing countries. We think by making it so people can prove ownership of their real property and then later their other personal property, we unleash dead capital that allows people in developing countries to leverage that capital and and participate in first world capitalism uh, in their own countries. So we're very excited about what DeSoto is doing. It's going to roll it out first in Peru. Uh, I know our team, the DeSoto team, has been down in Peru and been out to some of the mining villages and working with uh, local civic leaders and uh, tribes leaders and different tribal leaders uh, to get this done. And we think through uh, geolocating technology, social media, smartphone apps, uh, that this will be uh, less of an Indiana Jones type of effort and more of a technology effort to uh, that makes it doable over a shorter period of time. So we think DeSoto is a big deal uh, and have high hopes. That's great. One question I thought of is uh, what what kind of blockchain or which blockchains will be used for all these efforts? Are these custom ones for each use? Are they uh, using anchoring into the Bitcoin protocol? What what are they going to use? Uh, great question. Uh, I know uh, DeSoto is not using the Bitcoin blockchain. The blockchain they're using right now is, uh, escapes me. It'll come to me in a minute. Uh, but they're using they're using a, a distributed ledger technology that works and is is well uh, proven. Uh, Bit 
uh, is using color coins and ties those to the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, votes, I can't remember what they're using. But, you know, of our portfolio companies, some use their own blockchain, some use uh, open source uh, blockchains out there. Some use multiple blockchains. I know T0 uh, it trades on Ethereum and Ethereum blockchain and then ties to the Bitcoin blockchain. So uh, we encourage, we don't think there's any one particular blockchain that is perfect for every solution. So we encourage our portfolio companies to pick the right technology for the business that they're trying to enter into. Yeah, very good. So, uh, yeah, last question. What's what's the best way for people to find out more about Medici Ventures? And are there any, uh, you know, for accredited investors, are there any investment opportunities in Medici portfolio or anything you guys uh, are doing? So we've got a website, uh, MediciVentures.com. It's pretty rudimentary, but people can come and take a look at it. Uh, you can, the best way to participate in what Medici is doing right now is, through our parent company, we're wholly owned by Overstock, which is publicly traded. There's quite a bit of information about Medici and the Overstock recently filed Overstock annual report. Uh, T Zero uh, is doing an IC, ICO security token offering. Uh, it's filed an offering memorandum with the SEC. That's one way to invest. Uh, Ripio, one of our portfolio companies, did an ICO last year. Settlement, another of our portfolio companies, is doing an ICO, and uh, they're based in Belgium. So, you know, the portfolio companies are doing different things. Uh, no way to directly invest in Medici yet. We'll see how that plays out in the future. All right, very good. And then uh, for any interested parties uh, to contact, you know, Overstock or perhaps your office, any resources for them or just the website? Website at Overstock, Overstock.com is great. Uh, if you go scroll to the bottom of it, there's, you know, an About Us, an investor relations section, uh, information about our management team, some of what we're doing. T-Zero's got a great website. If you go to the Medici Ventures websites, there's links to uh, each of our portfolio companies' websites so you can, uh, anyone who's interested can learn about how great they are. Very good. Jonathan, I appreciate you being on the call. Thanks so much. Richard, always a pleasure to chat with you. Hope you're well and uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. 
And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.